from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. After an hour of heated debate about the best six players in the NBA playoffs right now, there was only one thing that was clear. It was clear that the number one player to all of us on this show is Devin Booker. And now, after just days removed from sitting here wondering if the Suns didn't have the depth to win it all, we have to wonder if they found the formula that's unstoppable. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And your smart speakers, just ask them kindly if they would be so nice as to play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, let me give you a stat. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is the first player to record 300 points and 70% true shooting percentage over a nine-game span in the playoffs ever. I'm not talking about, like, in the last X amount of years. I'm not talking between this goat, your goat, my goat, your dad's goat. Nope. Ever, We have never seen somebody score with the level of efficiency that Devin Booker is actually giving us right now. And it's one of the very special things. In a playoff where we're talking about inconsistency everywhere, we don't talk about that with Devin Booker. Well, I think the most impressive thing for me, Fitz, is that it's not like he's doing this all off layups. He's shooting the three ball. He's shooting, going like doing it from the mid-range game. And he always has his shoulders square. He's always in a triple threat position where he can pass you or dribble. And he's making the right basketball play in which it involves Devin Booker raising up over the opponent and shooting the basketball efficiently. When you just look at the numbers, man, and I went through this morning, if we're just talking about the last two games, he shot 77.8% with 36 points last night. In the game before that, he was 20 or 25 and 80% with 47 points. The game before that, 14 of 29, 48%, 35 points. That's unheard of, Fitz. We just don't see the efficiency from the perimeter like we see from Devin Booker. But it goes to show you, man, when you put the work in and you love what you do, you, you won't be denied. It's not just Devin Booker woke up one day and he's shooting efficiently like that. He puts the work and the time and effort into it so he can go out, come out here on, on, on the highest stages of the NBA playoffs and perform at the level and the magnitude that he's doing and writing history alongside of it as well. It feels like they've found a rhythm, and I'm, I'm going to use the word rhythm intentionally for a second because when Chris Paul went out, one of our concerns was they were getting almost all of their scoring exclusively from their four giant superstars and nothing from anyone else. Now, last night particularly, they, they had had a great game from their bench. Their bench was hitting open shots, right? Like so that's pretty well, impressive. Landry Shamit, we we definitely got to give him a lot of credit. He he came in and hit 19 points, hit five three-pointers. Uh so so it, it gave Kevin Durant and Devin Booker a little salt and pepper on their steaks per se. Should I say it like in, in that manner? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, but part of what just felt different was the entire rhythm of the offense. Without Chris Paul, they're definitely playing with more pace. And one of the things we talk a lot about, I think, on this show is that pace makes a difference in the NBA playoffs. 
the best way I think you can describe it is it it's fair I think to say that Chris Paul is a little bit more deliberate, more intentional. You know, he's going to bring the ball up, he's going to figure out what they're running, he's going to get them set, he's going to run it. Yep. They they are now running much more. I don't want to say playground because it's not that haphazard, but you know what I mean. Like they're moving the ball up the court, flinging it to the superstars, taking the first open look they have. There's a different pace of play right now, and Denver hasn't figured out how to counter it. Well, when you look at Chris Paul in the history of, you know, the point guard in the NBA, Chris Paul is a traditional point guard, right? Where he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to control things. He's going to orchestrate. He's going to try to get guys the ball in their sweet spots, whether it's DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, or Kevin Durant. Now with, with Chris Paul out of the lineup, now either one of those guys are bringing a, a ball up the court, not DeAndre Ayton. We damn sure don't want him bringing the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. But when you have a Devin Booker, you have a Cameron Payne, and Cameron Payne just doesn't want to go in there and just jack up shot after shot after shot when you have a Kevin Durant or a De, uh, or Devin Booker. So I gotta, we got to give him some love too for you know understanding his surroundings and, and, and what the time is when he's starting in that position. Well, think about this for a second. Fitz and Harry, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options and easy to use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. One thing, Harry, you just said that I thought, like, it just immediately went off of my head. Like, if we turn this into a drinking game, people would not be able to function in the middle of the afternoon. We talk about pace, and the other thing we talk about all the time in playoff basketball is mm-hmm. know your role, know your job, just do your job. And that's a definitive. You mentioned the, the willingness to sacrifice and understand, okay, what's being asked of me in a point as a point guard in this offense with these players around me? And then you look at the results. Booker and Durant are the first duo to score or assist on 100-plus points in consecutive games in over 25 years. No, Chris Paul has actually turned into a huge benefit to their ability to get two guys going. That's been the biggest difference. But also, here's the biggest thing for me. It's allowed Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to also, you know, facilitate to the point to where Devin Booker had 12 assists last night. Kevin Durant had six. So now they're they're going to try to put their other uh, role players in a position so they can make shots. That's where you have a guy in Landry Shaman who came in and hit five three. So not only are those guys getting the ball probably earlier. But they're also, when things aren't there, delivered it to guys so they can possibly get open looks as well. Yeah, the numbers, by the way, uh, really scream on that. Uh, it, it is a really interesting nugget when you talk about the the bench shooting in the first three games when Booker and Durant were double teamed. The Suns were only able to shoot about 36% from the field. Uh, last night in that game, they were 17 to 28. So uh, quick math, that's better than 50%, right? So yep. you start talking about 55%-ish uh, that they shot there. That's a huge difference shooting percentage-wise. And that's you know that just comes down to guys getting comfortable and guys being able to nail their opportunities, which, again, I, like this isn't rocket science. Like There is some level of, okay, if, if you hit your open shots and you run them up and down the court, especially when you're taking on somebody as big as Jokic, you stand a good chance. Now, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst on first take, was asked who his best player in the entire playoffs has been. Let's see what he had to say and if it agreed with our list. 
Devin Booker has been and is the best player in the playoffs. Okay, when you talk about getting buckets at a high level, when you're talking about dominating the game the way that he's been doing, right now, D-Book is number one in transition points, number one in points on drives, number one in points on pull-ups in mid-range, number one in isolation points, and he's shooting 61% from the field for the entire postseason. I haven't seen a player have a run offensively and be this efficient ever. And I was born in 1984. He's a younger version of Kobe. And if anybody disagree with that, they out of their damn mind and they haven't been watching basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Perk finishes, finishes everything like that. But Devin Booker, man, uh, me and Perk was born in the same year, 1984. I, I, I don't think I've seen it at this level either. And I think the efficiency is what really jumps out to me. But when you're number one across all categories offensively like that, when it comes to ISO, it comes to driving, when it comes to field goal percentage, I think it's something to be said and it's not by mistake. So, Book, man, keep putting on a great show for us. Uh, I'll tell you, com- coming into this series, when, when, the war- uh, when the Suns went down 0-2, Fitz, I thought Denver was going to win one of these games in, in, in Phoenix. And surprisingly, the Phoenix Suns figured out a way, especially with Chris Paul going down, they figured out how to tie this series up. So I, even though this series is going back to Denver, I'm not going to sit up here and say right now that the momentum isn't, in my eyes, towards the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant-led team. I mean, Monty Williams is going to have a grapefruits decision to make, right? Like, if Chris Paul, if they get back up to Denver, where pace play is going to be hard because of altitude, if they get back to Denver and they're trying to run this way, Chris Paul, that's not his style. Monty Williams is going to have to make, the head coach of the Suns is going to have to make some really difficult decisions about the way they're playing right now, and you're going to have to ask a lot of people possibly to sacrifice minutes it's going to be interesting to see how this play because I'm with you. Like we have seen a an awakening the last two games. How do they keep it going? You know that that's going to be. And, but but and, I, and I'll say this: in whatever decision that Monty Williams makes, um, whether you go with Chris Paul or not, I just hope that the players had the mindset that Draymond Green had when he came off the bench and it you know ignited a fire in the Golden State Warriors and they went on to win that series so so I want people to have that mindset because Monty Williams is the head coach and he's going to do what's best for them moving forward yeah and and in the meantime Devin Booker was already a star it just feels like we are watching him transcend to become one of the faces of the league like Devin Booker is about to be a household name that every casual NBA fan immediately flocks to based on the way he's playing right now all right coming up the best and worst of the weekend including Way too many people who are just wrong about one NBA playoff game. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Top stories in sports. Guys, huge news over here. To the bottom. This is it. Rock bottom. This is Three Up, Three Down with Fitz and Harry. 
You know the drill. I'm Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. It's time for some three up, three down. We love to do this on Mondays. Get you three things that we're incredibly happy with over the course of the weekend and three things that we're not so pleased with, as is now the case. I think we've sort of decided on our roles. Harry is the uh, Harry's the hero. Hero Harry. I'm the villain. That means <laughs> Harry's going to give us the ups. I'm going to tell you what sucks. Are you ready for it, Harry? Let's do it. Number one. Number one for me involves the Kentucky Derby. And for me, it's just the environment. A lot of celebrities, a lot of people had opportunity to smoke multiple cigars. Yes, I partaked in a lot of tequila going down in my body. I'm paying the price of that right now. But still, it was an amazing time. And Fitz, I'll tell you, man, food-wise, we had lamb chops, salmon, uh, excuse me, salmon, pork lion, barbecue chicken, corn, mashed potatoes, cheesecake, you know, shrimp cocktail. We was in the turf club. Um, my folks, Steve and Amy Traeger, invited me and my wife. We had a wonderful time, but it's just an amazing atmosphere. And I want all our listeners to understand, if you've never been to the Kentucky Derby, at least go one time before you leave this earth. Phenomenal environment, my man. Okay, so, but you didn't have the mint julep? Like, the mint julep is like the signature drink, right? The sugar and whiskey with a little bit of mint in it. You slap the mint, you just slap that mint, and then you put no, that No, I told our in. waitress, Emma, because Emma tried to give me multiple mint juleps. I said, Emma, I am a tequila drinker. Okay. She said, say no more, Mr. Douglas. Tequila is the only thing I will bring you today. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and by the way, I'm very jealous, so uh, can't wait to be your plus, uh, plus. I don't know, three. The show staff's coming with you next year. We're just inviting ourselves to the Derby. Y'all are on your own to get down I'm gonna there. Try to, I'm going to try to work it out. I'm going to yeah, try to work I, it out. I, but, but Evan and Devin need to like sit in a different area. They're like, we can't have like, <laughs> All I know is I definitely have the wardrobe for the Kentucky Derby. Evan, Evan I trust on this. You I've do. seen Devin with Dress for Success. Devin, you're, they're never going to let you in. If they let you in, you're probably going to end up just waiting. You can't wear your, your sweater pullover. Yeah, 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 this isn't a sweater pullover. I'm out. All right, that's, there we go. He's out. Uh, all right, that's one up. I'll give you one down I'm, I'm on. I, I'm down on all this conversation today about how it's a must-win game between the Lakers and the Warriors. No, it's not. It's a best-of-seven series. You have two of the iconic franchises right now with some of the biggest stars that we will ever see on the court at one time, and you're telling me that these players aren't capable of coming down from a three, coming back from a three-one deficit? That is just horse poop. There is nothing that's true about any of that. The concept that somebody losing today will cost them the series forgives how many great players are involved in this series. There is no such thing as a must-win game in this series until we get to Game Seven or it's an elimination game. This is just a 2-1 game that can make it 3-1. Stupid. Uh Um, All right, there we go. Uh, Why don't we go to the next number on the list? Number two. Yeah, number two for me for the weekend, Friday and Sunday. Devin Booker was phenomenal combined in the two games, 34 of 43, 79% from the field, 83 points. Continue to make history, Devin Booker. Let this playoff continue. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Devin Booker and there's so much to be positive about. Just watching him play right now, Feels like one of those just 
sit down, shut up, and appreciate it moments, right? Like I watch him play and I think, we're watching beauty. This is going to be history. All right, so that's the number two thing you're up on. I'll give you the number two thing I'm down on from the weekend. Jim Irsay, just in general, but Jim Irsay specifically, the owner of the Colts, taking to Twitter because there was a report from Steve Kime that uh, the, the Washington commanders had reached out at some point and the Washington commanders had reached out to Andrew Luck specifically to see if Andrew Luck would want to play. Uh, for them. So obviously that did not come to fruition. Uh, Everybody believes Andrew Luck doesn't want to play. But Jim Irsay goes to Twitter to remind the world that anybody having conversations with Andrew Luck would be tampering. All right, Jim. Like (laughs) You just drafted your future quarterback. Just stop. Like if 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 Andrew Luck decides that he wants to come out of the mountains and like shave the lumberback Jack Beard and suddenly start playing quarterback in the NFL, just let the man live at this point. Like I don't know what you're really looking for in in return, but I don't think there's any chance Andrew Luck needs to 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 play again. But the concept that you're going to block him from doing that when you've got your next quarterback and it does nothing for your franchise is just dumb. It does it. Guy, well, guy well, you just hold on there, okay, my okay, friend. Okay. Who said who said he was going to try to block? I mean, I would hope Jim Ursay, if Andrew Luck wants to come back to play, wants to explore all options and see what compensation he could get for Andrew Luck. Yeah, you're you're not wrong about that. It's just you know how it is. Like there's there's different ways that you can read a tweet, right? Like you can read a tweet and and have it sort of sound one way, or you can read a tweet and have it sound another way. If I just read it this way. If any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew Luck or any associate of him to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy. I mean, that <laughs> that definitely feels like a guy that got shoved in his locker as a kid. All right, what do you got that's your uh, hot on there? Number three. <laughs> Number three for me, y'all. And Fitz, you know this about me. You know I don't get starstruck about anything mm. or people that I see. But I was at a gala event unbridled, unbridled um, on Friday night with my wife, and I seen Warren Moon. And I wanted to go over and introduce myself to Warren Moon and whatnot, but I said to myself, you know what? He probably wants to just relax and enjoy the evening. But I was telling my wife, I was debating with my wife, should I go over there or not? And I decided not to. So I stand up to go to the restroom, right? And Warren Moon walks over to me. And he says, hey, Harry, how you doing? I really like what you're doing in the media space right now. Um, I watch and listen to you all the time. And he said he's caught the show a few times as well. But for me, man, like being a former player and looking up to a guy like Warren Moon, who was one of the phenomenal quarterbacks in the National Football League, who is actually black as well. But he just set the standard in so, in so, on so many levels, Fitz. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an icon in my eyes. And my wife probably got tired of me because I talked about it the entire night. I was like, honey, Warren Moon, like, listens to me when I'm on ESPN. Like, and she was like, are you excited, honey? Obviously, you're excited, like, making fun of me. And I was like, yes, because, like, being a formal player, then you get into this profession. For me, it's like a, it's like an A-plus when formal players of his stature like congratulate you and let you know that they watch you and listen to you in this business. So for me, man, that, that meant everything in the world. And I haven't even told my father yet, but I probably tell my father, well, he's listening to the show. So that warm, warm moon knew who I was, man. And it just blew my mind. Mr. Douglas, uh, you, you, this, this is amazing. Uh, by the way, Harry, I love all of that because it's so true. Harry's not the type to ever get starstruck. 
I got to give you one more thing I'm down on, and that's hard to do after that great, inspiring story. So I'm going to take a little bit of a turn here. I'm just going to be down on myself for a second. I just got to admit, I tried. You mentioned all this stuff going out. I tried to go out for Cinco de Mayo. I tried, Harry. I tried to go out for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> all right. I, I met a bunch of friends. We, we started at the Chili's where we had some uh, El Presidente margaritas. And then mm-hmm. I switched to the El Ninos. There was a limit two per customer, so I thought I'd find out why there's a limit two per customer. So I had what, both of them. What was it called again? The El, what? The El Nino Margarita. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and then uh, and then I went to a, a local establishment, uh, El Sombrero's down the road, and just kept hitting those margaritas, which I was I was tanked by that point. But I also thought that like even though they tasted very strong, it was a good idea to just keep housing those. On top of, you know, partaking in my usual party uh, Friday night, uh, in my, my usual edibles. I was stacking and drinking at the same time. I'm telling you, I woke up Saturday at like 10.30 in the morning, got up off the couch because I fell asleep on my couch like a grown-ass man. <laughs> fell asleep on my couch. Annabelle's licking my face because like she's going to go to the bathroom inside if I don't let her out. I walked and let Annabelle out. I realized when I stand up that I'm still wobbly. Like there was no way <laughs> at noon the next day that I could, I could drive. And, and I realized in that moment that I just can't do it. I used to do, Harry. Oh, you didn't want to get that next day DUI? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the important thing is that even though I don't remember it, I definitely Ubered. That's the important thing. So, you know, it, right. it was a, it was a quality, quality evening. I, I, I can confirm uh, everything fits the saying, Harry. Yep. That's all I say. Uh, that is, yeah. <laughs> I just sent you all a picture of what he looked like. Oh too, my then. God, that's great. Oh, that that's good. This is this, I'm going to look at this during the break. All right, from the number one pick to rookie of the year, we've got one reason that Bryce Young could do just that We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, Warriors-Lakers coverage begins tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. We've been talking about the NBA all day. We will continue to do that, not just on this show, but across uh, ESPN Radio throughout the course of the day. But switching gears for a minute here. Adam Thielen, Carolina Panthers wide receiver, superstar joins us. I'm used to working with a superstar wide receiver every day. I'll let uh, Harry handle those questions. But, Adam, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us. First and foremost, first time we've gotten to talk to you since you made the decision to go to Carolina. Why why the Panthers? Yeah, that's a a great question. You know, it's uh, first time going through the whole free agency process was was obviously different for me. Um, But um, I think what really what really kind of made it feel like the right decision um, for my family and for myself is just the the plan the the process that kind of Carolina was was putting in place the organization the people that they were hiring um, the players that they were bringing in you could tell that there was a, a very clear plan um, for them to, to take the next step and to have a opportunity to be a part of something special right you know in this point in my career i want to i want to be a part of building something special and getting uh an opportunity to play for you know the 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 ultimate prize right and i feel like this this team uh this organization and this staff has really put a plan in place to do that and i wanted to be a part of that 
Now, Adam, me and you share something kind of similar. I grew up in Atlanta. I was uh, on the south side. I was able to play for my hometown team. You grew up in Minnesota. You was able to play for, I'm, I'm pretty sure, your hometown team in the Minnesota Vikings for a very, very long time. Now free agency rolls around um, or you get released. We both got released and uh, <laughs> free agency rolls around for you early and you signed with the Carolina Panthers. What played into the factor of you going to Carolina? Because, see, me, me personally, I wasn't going far away from home. I went to Nashville, Tennessee, because I am home. I get homesick very, very, very easily. So what played into the factor of you going to Carolina outside of, I understand, like, the, the things that they had going into place. What was the major, major main factor for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, the big, the big part was the football stuff, like, like I just talked about. But um, it definitely didn't hurt that um, great place to raise a family, uh, great schools. Um, you know, it's it's the Bible Belt down here in the South, so it's uh, um, you know a lot of great churches and a lot of great people, um, and it just felt like a really good situation for not only for the football side of things, but outside of football for our family, um, an opportunity to to kind of uh, bring our foundation somewhere that we felt um, was really exciting as well to be able to kind of go outside of Minnesota and help um, some different areas. And, uh, and we just felt like it was just a, such a great fit for our family. Now, when I transitioned to the Tennessee Titans, my wide receiver coach was Sean Jefferson. You're transitioning into the Carolina Panthers. Your wide receiver coach will be Sean Jefferson. So get ready for individual drills in the trash cans where you're going to have to break down through them trash cans, come back and catch the ball, drop the ball, break down through them trash cans, Thielen, get through them, Thielen, get through them, Thielen. Just get ready for the energy because that's one thing I love about Coach Jeff, man. <laughs> I love that. I uh, um we have a lot of a lot a lot more in common than I even knew about, so that's great. Uh, I've already been through those trash cans. Trust me, throughout uh, OTA so far, so uh, <laughs> he's got some energy. That's for sure. He's a uh, he's a guy that um, you know. The more I'm around him, the more I, I really respect him in, in the way that he goes about things. Um, he's 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 really intense, and, and he's not going to let you mess around, which which is probably good for me because I got a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of ADD that uh, I, I lose track of uh, focus sometimes. So uh, it's been good being around him. You, the more you talk, the more I realize you have everything in common with Harry. Then that's all I'm saying. Harry, <laughs> you know, I love you, buddy. Uh, all right. So we're talking to Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers. You signed with Carolina, and it was just days after they traded for the top pick. How much did their aggressiveness towards getting the top pick impact your decision to want to go there? Oh, that was huge. Um, uh, again, you know, I, I talked about all the kind of things that were put in place that made me feel really good about about coming here, especially late in my career, right? Um, uh, I don't want to just go somewhere and, you know, make some money and, and see you later and go into retirement. I want I want an opportunity at building something special, and, and that was obviously a huge part of it, right? Uh, the opportunity to have the first overall draft pick with some of those quarterbacks that were, were up and available – I felt very good about them doing their due diligence and finding the guy that could really make a difference on a team and that could really help us even take another jump from what they've already added. And, and I didn't even talk about to you guys about what they already had in place, the offensive line being one of the top offensive lines in the NFL, a defense that's one of the top 10 defenses in the NFL. That's, that's last year. And, uh, and then just some of the free agency um, add-ons that they've, that they've put in place. And, and brought to this team. I just feel like between all the young guys and the young talent 
and then the culture that's being built with the organization and the staff, um, and then you pair that with some of the veterans that they brought in. I just feel really good about where we're at now. Uh, that's a lot of talking, so we got to go out there and prove it and, and put the work in. But I'm really excited to, to be in this building every day. I think it's very important when you have a young quarterback, especially one you take number one overall, to have a savvy veteran like yourself. Um, have you had an opportunity to talk to Bryce Young since he's been drafted within the organization? I have, yeah. I was fortunate enough actually to, to meet him a few times actually before the draft. Um, and actually one time before I even knew I was going to be a Carolina Panther um, at the Super Bowl. So um, got to know him a little bit um, and excited to kind of get back to or get to work with him and, and get on the field with him. You know, um, it's obviously great to get to know someone on a personal level first. Um, but but I'm really excited, you know, from all I've heard and seen and um, and how excited the staff is that has done so much due diligence on him and his family. Um, I'm excited to get on the field with him. So little do you know, if things get real out there on that football field, Sean Jefferson doesn't mind putting those pads on, and he will force you to block him if y'all are doing <laughs> blocking drills. So just be just be alert for it. You already know in the back of your mind. If you see him come out there with his cleats and his pads on, you know what time it is. Well, I tell you what, he he uh, first day of practice, um, it might have even just been a walkthrough, and he shows up with his cleats on, ready to roll. So I knew it was going to be a little bit different when when he showed up with those cleats on. He's not messing around. I had my tennis shoes on. And, and he has cleats on, ready to roll. So uh, I love that energy. That's that's who I am as a player um, and as a person. I, I bring a lot of energy to whatever I do, whether it's with my family or on the football field in meetings. So it, it, it definitely is a good pairing. Adam, I know you're hanging out with us, bringing energy because uh, you're working with somebody. Tell us what you're up to today. Yeah, be, being able to represent a great uh, a company and brand with Lando Frost Premium uh, meets, you know, being able to, for me, having a young family, having healthy options that are quick and easy to grab and make a sandwich. And uh, my wife packing lunches every day. Uh, she loves it. So um, being able to represent, represent them is, is really cool. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Harry gave you a ton of stories on, you know, Jefferson. If you want to get stories on Harry, just hit us back with him. Like, I, I need any dirt I can uh -oh. get on my co-host. Like, Uh-oh. Uh, you know, he's like my brother, but I need all the dirt I can get so I can just call him out on it. Uh, Adam, thanks for hanging out with us. Best of luck, man. We appreciate you joining us, and I uh, hope you crush it this season. I appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I just got off the phone with Coach Jefferson, so I'm going to I'm gonna make sure right after I get this call, I'll uh, – FaceTime real quick and, and get some dirt on Harry. Yes, we love it. That's I'm, my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> appreciate you, Adam. Thanks for hanging out with us. That's Adam Thielen, Carolina Panthers wide receiver, joining us there. Uh, getting us caught up for the season. And cool to hear some of his explanation of why he went to Carolina and what is next. The question is, what's next for us? Ton of NBA action today, but some of it deserves a revisit. There was one thing that stood out from the weekend that will matter tonight. We'll tell you what it is next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three. 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 three is a magic number. 
Well, I just think that from experience in covering series like this, I feel like the the winner of Game 4 will win the series. I don't always feel that way when it's 2-1. For example, um, I do not feel that way about this Knicks-Heat game. Uh, I think there's a lot of variables in there, and I don't think the Knicks have played their best basketball. So I'm not going to say that about that. But in this Lakers game, I feel that way. Because I think if the Lakers go up 3-1, I think they are a team that's strong enough that they won't lose three in a row. That would be interesting in the LeBron-Steph wars. And I think the Warriors with home court 2-2, with the series potentially going to seven, I think that favors Golden State. Three hours later. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with their vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Warriors, Lakers. Coverage begins tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. I think we all know at this point that it's the Anthony Davis inconsistency story that is a big part of the Lakers. I'm a little nervous. I have money on the under because, as we all know, and as we pointed out on this show not too long ago, Harry, uh, it is uh, game to game. So on odd-numbered games, everything goes great for Anthony Davis. On even-numbered games, it it doesn't. I feel like at some point he's probably heard that chatter, and maybe we'll come out and just have a fire of the gods, but maybe that's just not possible. I don't know. What I know is we haven't seen it consistently Consistently. So right now, if you're the Warriors, you're down 2-1. You got to be hoping you don't get the best of AD. Because the best of AD, when the best of AD is coming, it is hard to beat the best of AD. Well, I'll say this. Uh, if you are the Warriors, you hope you don't get it. But for the Los Angeles Lakers, they hope and they do get it. Because that will put them up in a series or give them the best opportunity to be up 3-1 in this series. For the Warriors, when it comes to them, it's been so lopsided in their two losses the physicality of the game, right? Draymond Green got in foul trouble in game three, basically guarding, you know, Anthony Davis. And a pivotal call in game three was, you know, the call that was originally called a charge on Anthony Davis, but uh, Ham decided to challenge it, and it gave Draymond his third foul. So now he has to go sit down for a while in that whole debacle. But I would say for the Warriors – you got to be able to hit your three-point shots. They missed 31 of those. They were 13 of 44 mm. in game three. Also, the turnovers. They had nine in the second quarter. They had 19 total that led to 27 Laker points. But then we've seen the Lakers, I mean, the, the Warriors kind of get discombobbled a little bit, right? The technical fouls, that second quarter was just orthodox for them as a whole. But then we see the free throw difference. 37 for the Los Angeles Lakers, 17 for the Golden State Warriors. And D'Angelo Russell came out hot. That's what you want to do if you're facing a Steph Curry. Force him to use a lot of his energy on the defensive end in which you're an offensive threat and you have to make him work because you're already going to make him work defensively uh, when you're on defense and he's on offense. So if you can make him work from an offensive standpoint, if you D'Angelo Russell and not allow him to just sit back and be comfortable each time down the court, now you're exerting that much more energy from Steph Curry. All of these, I feel like we could just take a segment from last week after game one 
and almost replay it here. You can't let D'Angelo Russell get comfortable. You can't let the Lakers be the aggressive ones under the rim. You can't send the Lakers to the free throw line. you got to find the right line between emotion and playing responsibly. Like all of these things we've said of the Warriors in the past, and they've been able to do it. The question I said earlier is, AD must know that we're all talking about his inconsistency. Well, he was asked if he's heard any criticism of his inconsistent play at his press conference. I have not. I'm not on social media, so... uh... My teammates not talking about it. My my circle <clears throat> and the circle wasn't talking about it, so I have not. Um, it's great. Somebody just asked me this question in the locker room, and I said, uh, "It's a Mister Mister Make uh, League." You know, the same shots I had game one, I had game two. I made game one, I missed game two. Same shots I had game two, I had game three, and I missed game two and made game three. So. Um, you know, I, I, I look at it as I just missed shots. Um, I didn't do anything differently. Uh, I didn't change anything up. So uh, it is what it is. That was something else LeBron James mentioned, too. Um, staying off social media and, you know, basically being in, t- in, in tune with your circle at this moment, right? You don't want the outside noise to allow you to be in a different headspace and allow it to cloud your mind when you're trying to you know, win a very, very important series and won over the Golden State Warriors. So, you know, Anthony Davis Davis said what he said, but also the leader of that basketball team, LeBron James, that's some of the same things that he's been echoing to these young players as well that's on their roster. It is interesting, though, because it that was very similar to what AD said after game two when he didn't play well and said, well, it was the same shots. They just didn't make them. That's just hard because now if you're an organization and you're trying to figure out the why. Like anytime a coach, part of what the coach is responsible for is figuring out the why when things aren't going well. If the answer repeatedly, not once or twice, but throughout the course of the entire playoffs, if the answer repeatedly is, well, why is just is what it is. Like that's just really difficult for everybody to stomach because you can't adjust around is what it is. You can't make a counter plan to is what it is. But I think his mindset just going into every game should be, you know, Looney can't guard me. His foot speed isn't there. He's too slow. If Draymond is guarding him, Draymond is too small to be guarding me. I'm going to have a field day. That's how, that, that's, that has to be your mindset every time you step into the arena. doesn't matter if it's game one or game seven or, or whatever game. Like, that should be your mindset no matter what, starting right now from tonight moving forward. Yeah, well, especially knowing that tonight, and they referenced this in the Grizzly series, they knew that when they were up 2-1, they were going to get the biggest hit that they would take, the biggest punch they would take mm-hmm. from Memphis in that game. Tonight, you're going to get the biggest punch the Warriors can possibly give. If you come out with the thunder of the gods and you counter that punch, you're going to go up 3-1 in this series, which puts you in a really good situation. If you take this punch and you get your butts kicked, you're right back to 2-2, and now we're having a best-of-three conversation between two iconic brands. Like, There's so much on the, on the line. I have to feel like we'll get the best of the Warriors, but this should also bring out the best in the Lakers. Well, also, and I will talk to, touch on the, uh, the Warriors really quick. Jordan Poole, you have to be phenomenal in this game. Draymond, you can't get in foul t- trouble. The rest of the Warriors and company, don't turn the ball over. I mean, don't turn the ball over. Hit your shots. Play correctly with aggressiveness, but not too aggressive. Like these, again, these are things we're saying every time. I just can't, as much as I, I harp on AD for being inconsistent, Warriors got to figure it out tonight, too. I know that ESPN Radio will have you covered tonight, has you covered next. Candy and Carlin coming up. Thanks for listening to Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.